courtside of the virtual hardwood, it's the MLSC Podcast. This is episode number 468. I am Andrew, Andrew in our forum, and Andrew NLSC on Twitter. Joining me as always, my co-host Derek, DV3 in our forum, and also on Twitter at DV3G and DV384. Derek, a lot of fun stuff to talk about this week with March Modness underway. We're going to be talking about modding, but before we get to that, what's on your mind? So the NLSC NCAA Basketball 10 Elite 8 March Madness Tournament started tonight, and you and I watched the full game uh, because I live-streamed it to my D for 3 channel. And what an awesome back-and-forth between Brent Lane, who's using Wichita State, and Fathom Danny, who's using Kansas. A lot of great dunks. Nice step backs. There was one that Brent Lane did where he stepped back and the defender fell down and then he took the outside shot and knocked it down. A um, lo- lot of really great back and forth in a super physical game too. It was very intense. Uh, I only caught the, the second half myself. Uh, I posted that on the NLSC Twitter. As you said, streaming the you stream the whole game. That's up there now on your channel. I would definitely recommend watching the whole thing. I want to go back and watch the, the first half myself. But yeah, what, what an intense game and uh, just that, that swarming D throughout the second half. So Brent Lane decided that he was going to full court press and double team all game. And I think that's really what threw Fathom Danny off is it's really hard to deal with that type of pressure for a full 24 minute game. And that's what it is. It's two 12 minute halves on the game's default difficulty. But yeah, swarming double teams, um, you know, full court traps uh brent lane knows what he's doing he, he told me that he's put in over 600 hours into that game in, in play time uh because as you know he handles the march madness ncaa basketball 10 legacy mod that's right yeah. so yeah so he um knows the game like the back of his hand like he knows all the animations. He knows how to use different defensive sets to his advantage. He knows, you know, all the player movement, et cetera. So um, he's going to be tough to beat. He won the College Hoops 2K8 tournament, if you remember correctly, which was 16 people from all over the world participating in that one. But, you know, if he keeps up this type of performance, you know, he'll be receiving another $20 Steam gift. And honestly, that got me really hyped to play because I had my first game coming up against Stilder 33, of course, in the in the first round there of the Elite Eight. And, and yeah, I'm keen to get on the sticks and uh, participate in the tournament. Watching that big dunk that uh, Father Danny had in the, uh, the second half there, I was commenting on the stream through the NLSC account. And, and yeah, just those those big splashing threes as well from uh, from NBA range and just watching the net explode. Of course, NCAA Basketball 10 has the same tech as NBA Live 10, a game that I really love. And though I didn't have the game at the time, I covered it for the NLSC during the previous season, knowing I wasn't going to be able to play it because I couldn't import it at the time, not having a uh, PlayStation 3 back then. But I've got it since, obviously, since a friend gifted me a PS3 and I started collecting on that console as well and importing those games. And yeah, I I love that game too. And yeah, I'm ready to go, Derek. I'm guessing you noticed that I chose the ESPN presentation. Yes, I did. Now, can you guess why I did? It's got to be Dick Vitale. 100%. And Andrew and I didn't talk about this before the show, but he knows I love Dick Vitale. I I love the excitement he brings to the action, and he's legitimately excited. There's no, you know, fake emotion. Oh, for sure. Tied to it. Um, So he sounds in the video game exactly like he does in real life. And if you choose the CBS presentation in that game, because you can choose either CBS or ESPN, um, you, you can't get him 
for CBS because he was with ESPN at the time. So, yeah, it's awesome presentation on that game. Uh, I thought the stream quality ended up looking great. Uh, we talked about it before we started recording. I was using Marillus Action, but you know how much I love that application. And it's something that I also got um, Stildo on, uh, King J. Mace on, and King J. Mace uses it for his streams for the ESL, um, and you use it as well. So um, if anybody wants a really good streaming application, I recommend Marillus Action. So powerful, and, and for a great price too. I'm really glad you put me onto that. Uh, the only time I use Bandicam now is to get screenshots. I kind of prefer that for screenshots because it loads a bit quicker than uh, than action does for me. But for video, no. No more Bandicam. It, it's, it's just all about action. So are you nervous for your first game of this tournament? I don't know about nervous, but I, I'm very interested to see what kind of trash talk Stilder's going to come with because we know he likes to trash talk. It's already yeah, started. So it's already started on Twitter. He's been, yeah, he, he already started on a reply to the Twitter thread. He said, Andrew, you're going down. So throughout our NBA 2K 1994-95 season, uh, he will absolutely trash talk whenever he's in a game or if he's up big on me. Um, he'll send me pictures of um, Little Penny, you know, <laughs> from the commercials, like our gifts if, if Penny's killing me. Um, or he'll send me a gif of Shaq if Shaq's throwing it down on me and, you know, basically just giving me a hard time and making me lose. Uh, he will, um, when he was beating me with Craig, Greg Kite, when we were playing one of the other seasons, uh, it was the old Greg Kite on the Orlando Magic. Um, he continually was sending me gifts of lobsters because that's his nickname <laughs> and whatnot. So yeah, he will absolutely trash talk. And um, But at the end of the day, it's all in fun because he just loves playing the games. That helps him, you know, get truly immersed. I think, at times, in the action. And it's just fun to take little jabs at each other. And, of course, you're in different states, so he can't actually take a swing at you either, as he did with his friend back in the day. Right, exactly. I mean, he, he brought up, uh, because him and I have become good friends, he was like, you know, if we, you know, when we get into the playoffs, if we have to play against each other with our teams, you know, one of us should fly down, like, he, me go to Indiana <laughs> or him come to where I am. And I was just like, no, I... I don't want the, the bruises. <laughs> no, let's, let's not let's not ruin the friendship that's uh, been cultivated here. Yeah, absolutely. But no, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I expect he's going to be a tough competitor and a trash talking competitor. So I uh, I need to be on my A game. Yeah, and he has been practicing. Uh, he reached out to me and asked me how to get the game to work on the RP CS3 PlayStation Three emulator. So um, yeah, I think you should probably get some practice in as well. And because I'm hosting. By the way, Parsec, let's just get this out of the way. You watch the action. Two people connected to me in different parts of the world, and it worked absolutely perfect and beautiful for both of them. I just, I, I, this, that's why each tournament that we've held has been a success because Parsec as an application is just so great. And I want to applaud Fathom Danny for great sportsmanship because he did lose that game and it is tough to go out after only one game. But he was just like, hey, you know, great game, Brent, and whatnot. And he, he told me, you know, he appreciated the fact that he was able to participate in the tournament. So that is awesome. But because I am hosting this tournament, I think maybe you and I should get a couple practice games in before you face off with Stildo. Practice? You're talking about practice? No, uh, it's, it's probably a good idea, especially uh, being in Australia as I am, my connection being what it is. Uh, sometimes need to adjust a little bit to what uh, that does to uh, to my ability to uh, to pull off moves uh, in a split second. So no, I'm all for that. And of course, it's an excuse to play the game. 
with uh, with you, so why not? Yeah, we can get some great highlights, like we did with NBA 2K10. So Andrew and I played NBA 2K10, the PC version, and we used his Missing Legends mod that is being released for the community. And this mod obviously has, you know, Barkley and, and Jordan and, um, you know, the Missing Legends from the all-decade all-star teams. And um, what a blast so andrew actually hosted this and he's hosting from australia and minus a few lag spikes that happen because um obviously he's hosting from australia which has absolutely terrible internet it's not andrew's fault um the game was working (laughs) the game was working really well for me and i pulled off a really nice behind the back with grant hill and then threw it down one-handed in traffic um probably my favorite dunk of the game not just because i did it but just because of the way it looked and you were on fire with Penny Hardaway throughout the game as far as throwing it down in traffic and whatnot. I believe you also hit a three with him and everything as well. But I always get blown away by the visuals in NBA 2K10. I think we talked about it like maybe 150 episodes ago. But from a graphics standpoint, from like a body type standpoint, you know, the way the faces look, the textures look, all of that stuff it looks better than like the PC version of NBA 2K14 and 2K13. Like I think the gameplay is probably stronger and better on those two titles that I just mentioned, but from a pure visual standpoint and even atmosphere on that game too, but from a pure pure visual standpoint, I think NBA 2K10 looks quite a bit better than 2K13 and 2K14. I mean, at the very least it holds its own, right? I mean, gameplay wise, 13 and 14 with the right stick controls, I think, blows away 2K10, to be honest. But 2K10, that's a game I couldn't get into back in the day. Not really, because of the, the lack of the right stick dribbling and still being very uh, into live at the time. But I really warmed up to it in uh, recent years. And since playing a lot more 2K over the past decade, I have been able to go back and play those older games and really enjoy them. But no, I had a lot of fun with that. It's always fun when we connect, of course. But uh, I was quite pleased with how that roster is uh, is shaping up, and uh, I wanted to see how some of the tendencies and, and so forth were, were working, and they seem to be working okay. Clyde Drexler was taking some shots that maybe he shouldn't. I might have to adjust some of his uh, three-point tendencies. But no, I, I was quite happy with how it was coming out. And, and of course, the animations. Uh, there is there are no specific MJ animations in that game like there are with 2K11. Kind of missed seeing his tongue come out on those dunks that we, that we were doing. But there are a couple that do suit him, especially the dunk package. So that was a lot of fun. And also, I think you, you did the uh, the switching hands dunk with MJ, didn't you? I did. Um, the best dunk of the game, though, the most Jordan-esque dunk. And like you stated, there is in that game a dunk package called Air. And obviously, it's for Michael Jordan. Even though he wasn't officially in the game, that's like Air Jordan's dunk Very package. clearly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you attacked the rim. You did a little crossover dribble and attacked the rim. And you did a like scissor kick dunk, so like the spread leg dunk, um, where he cocks it back with one hand and throws it down. And it was so Jordan-esque. The only thing missing was his tongue not being out and whatnot but that cyber face looks so good it looks exactly like jordan it's the best cyber face of jordan i've ever seen for nba 2k10 because many people made them and that's the best one um the shooting form that was chosen which i believe is juan dixon that's right uh, it does its job it does its job the the release point looks pretty good the way his arms are pre- positioned looks pretty good he doesn't get as much air as he did in real life, but that's probably the only weakness in that animation. And it looks good when you do like a fadeaway. Like it looks like Jordan. That's Kobe's fadeaway. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, that looks good. But yeah, it, it's crazy what you can do with modding. And that's like the main topic of this NLSC podcast. As in, you would never know. Let's say you were just you had never played NBA 2K10 before. You didn't know that the return of Michael Jordan was in NBA 2K11. You never heard about him not being in video games, etc. And you, if you put on 2K10 and you took the floor with that Michael Jordan, the way he looks, the way we were playing with him, all of that stuff, you would say, hey, Michael Jordan is in the game, right? You would never be able to tell the difference. That's the sign of a great mod, and that's why modding is so wonderful. Oh, for sure. When you can get that seamless experience with a mod where it looks original. And yes, he's missing a portrait, but to that point, so is Larry Bird, who is in the game by default. That game was missing a few portraits, but that is something that we will be... Uh, you mentioned that, that you know how to fix that, so that is something we could uh, collaborate on moving forward as well. But no, I'm, again, very pleased with how that's, that's shaping up. There is actually another Michael Jordan face that I'll send you that I think it's by Mir, that uh, M-I-R, that's uh, really good. And he's also done a great uh, young Jordan face. So I was going to use that one for the 80s All-Stars. So you know... Uh, and this is, you know, we're going to get into some of our favorite mods. You know how much I love the mods for NBA 2K10 that were created. The, it's the 91-92 mod, 96-97, and 0203. I have all three of those on my computer, and I've, and I've used them quite a bit. And in all three of those mods, Jordan looks fantastic, and his animations are good. Um and everything and just the art for those mods all the courts and the jerseys and everything people got to realize that modding was was in its infancy with nba 2k10 for the 2k like, series yeah yeah for the 2k series right because nba 2k9 was the first 2k pc release so it was only the second game coming to pc and they made these unbelievable single season retro mods um, with so many great cyber faces for the missing players. And they found a way to get all the art in there, like the um, a, a new scoreboard, you know, a new f the, the correct floor. I believe they also adjusted the Dornas. I think they messed with the crowds in order to make the crowd more authentic in everything. Um, they found out uh, for the 91-92 mod how to make the shorts shorter. So they're, they're cor the correct length, because as we know, in the early 90s and late 80s, they were medium to short for most of the teams short length and i am just floored every time i use those rosters because you would never know that they weren't included in the base game that's how great they are all the logos all the courts the players and the attention to detail on the players as well are so important that's why i've been going through as i've said before all of the tendencies and ratings for the existing legends and fixing them as well because while i'm adding legends i might as well fix the existing ones that are already in the game for that even uh, better experience so that's what i'm doing and look th those mods and we're going to be talking about some very big mods and very influential mods today they're important i've been a part of a couple of them over the years for nba live and the reason that i'm doing this mod this missing legends roster for 2k10 and why i want to do a similar project for some of the nba live games that were on pc as well is that these these smaller mods, Derek, and I say smaller, they're still fairly uh, involved. There's still a lot more work than just uh, one uh, one texture update or something like that, or even even then, that can still take a few hours to create properly. But the reason that I'm making kind of a smaller scope roster mod here, and for other games as well, is that there's still value in that, especially as a retro gaming experience, just to, just to add some missing content to the game. Well, think about this. 
How much fun did we have in that one game using that minimalist 2K10 Missing Legends bot? Oh, heaps, yeah. We had a blast, and we're going to revisit it again, too, and, you know, catch some more footage so we can, you know, post it on Twitter and on the NLSC YouTube. I might make a video for my personal YouTube because I've largely ignored that probably, like we talked about before the show, for the last year and a half, two years, because I've been really focused on the NLSC channel. I'd like to create content for both. But those minimalist mods using either the existing game assets or only just a few um assets out that are outside of the the main framework of the game those are still so fun to use and so yeah i am really glad that you're working on that and i've released a few mods this month uh, i was doing daily releases for the first six days uh since then i've put that aside to uh, put some more work into this missing legends roster and these other projects but i will have a few smaller updates out here and there as well as i build up to those bigger releases but one small release that i put out that i that i know you enjoyed because you suggested the idea and that's what inspired me to give it a go was a remover for the freestyle superstars replay pop-up i hate that thing i absolutely hate it it reminds me of how much i hate the dunk meter because that that's like a perfect comparison for me. So Freestyle Superstars pop-up in NBA Live 06 is so annoying because it is huge, it's ugly, and it pops up every single time you complete a play using Freestyle Superstars. Yeah. And it's like you've just ruined the highlight. I get the point. Because it pop- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah I, like, I get it. I used Freestyle Superstars. Why do I have to have this monster pop-up? It's the same thing with the alley-oop meter. It's like, it ruins the look of the play. Um, and it ruins the look of the highlight overall, as far as, as far as, like, if you wanted to share it on social media. Because you throw an alley-oop, and the guy jumps up to go and catch it and throw it down. And while he's trying to catch the ball, you see, like, this huge x this huge meter pop up right by what like his head or his hand or whatever it is and it's like this is such a huge eyesore and eyesore and immersion killer so yeah i'm really glad that you attacked the um one of the problems that i have with nba live 06 and I, i gave it a go last year because you brought it up when we were playing live 06 and i decided to to give it a try to see if i could find a way to remove that pop up and basically what I did was open up the, the file, the, the big file, which is the container for uh, many of the uh, overlays and so forth in that uh, iteration of NBA Live. And I blanked out the textures because, okay, if you blank out the textures, import a blank texture to it, a transparent texture, then it's going to show nothing. And it kind of worked, except it still came up with Freestyle Replay, the text. And what I found out, Derek, is that that text is not in that file but rather it's stored in the loc file the loc file the language file for nba live 06 so i went into that file and blanked it out just replaced that with spaces and that worked fine but then i thought you know that's kind of inelegant right because then you've got to replace the the language file and there's not a lot of mods that use language files for the, the modified language files for 06 and the other lives of that generation uh, some of the soundtrack mods, if they replace the the names of the songs on the on the soundtrack as well when they customize the soundtrack, uh, that will uh, customize that file as well. But also, there's different language files, so I'd have to go through each of them and find the translation for Freestyle Replay and blank it out as well. And and it just seemed like it'd be much better if I can just drop one file into the 
SGSM folder because as, as people may or may not know, back in the day, NBA Live had that SGSM folder for all the artwork that you could just drop files in, uh, much like the modded folder now that we have for unofficially for 2K, that was functionality that we had by default in NBA Live. And just to put it out there for any developers listening at 2K, uh, we'd love to have that functionality in 2K PC moving forward as well by default. Be very cool, just saying. But anyway, it'd be great to be, to be able to just drop one file into the SGSM folder and, and, and remove that pop-up. So I open up the big file, Derek, in Big GUI, which is the mod- the editor that uh, opens those files, and I just deleted all of the... Well, first of all, I-, I extracted the other files in there apart from the texture and had a look at what uh, what they did. And I couldn't see what exactly what to change, but I could see that they were the files that called to the language files and-, and brought in that text and so forth, and also how to display the shape of the pop-up and everything and where to place it on the screen. So I thought, what if I just delete everything in this file and leave it blank? Because that way, the game will look for this file, see the custom file, go into that file, see no further instructions, and then do nothing. And so that's why I, I did. had to do that with 3D hair on one of yeah. the NBA two, uh, the newer 2Ks, in order to like just remove it and not instead instead of hiding it inside the the player's head, like making it smaller. I I like had to delete the files that were inside the hair.if file. And once I did that, the game had nothing to read, so the hair didn't show up. Exactly. I get it. Like, that's the type of stuff that you have to do. Exactly. So I I deleted it, uh, left that file blank, dropped it in the SGSM folder, and then uh, fired up the game. And lo and behold, uh, yeah, it uh, (laughs) it didn't display anything, but the functionality is still there that if you hit block rebound uh, after a freestyle superstars move, you can trigger that replay still. So the functionality is there, but the ugly pop-up isn't uh, success. And that is why, Derek, you always try for the most ideal solution. You keep working on it, because I had one in place. What I was doing with the the language file would have worked, but it, as I said, inelegant. So continuing to persevere and, and yeah, and, and finding that solution, I, I was very satisfied with that. So similar with newer 2Ks, um, the two files that you edit, are usually english.if that would be in comparison to what you were just talking about with nba live yep. or what do you call it local it's or language yeah, it's, it? it's, it's a locale i call it a locale file it's uh, yeah so yeah that's yeah. Eng, that's english.if yeah that's english.if yeah, basically for yeah. like the yeah for 2k games and then also global the global file the one that handles things like like the icons that's right and yeah. stuff like that like i've messed so much with those two files um going back all the way to like I want to say NBA 2K14, but I think not giving up early, um, not settling when when you're modding, etc., is incredibly important. Um, because if you're releasing this to the community, you want it to work great for them, and you want it to enhance their experience, and you don't want to halfway it. Not at all. And look what you were doing with the, and continue to do with the, uh, the portrait updates for our Live 96 all-time roster. Uh, persevering with that and finding a way to. To, to work with very fiddly uh, palettes in in those portrait files. Well, I mean, I don't want I don't want somebody to open up a live ninety six and go to the Cavs and they they they're looking through the lineup and they see Larry Nance and he has a bunch of holes in his face, or like he has you know like a red or gold glow behind him or something like that because I rushed the portrait. Like I want the portrait to look like it came with the game, like it was made by the art team at ea sports and i want them to look at that and be like hey this is cool um not not something that they you know want to skip now again having that seamless 
mod that just slots right in and, and matches the original aesthetic so perfectly and you've made these fantastic portraits you've been previewing them on twitter i've shared some of them as well and and yeah i'm just so impressed that you were able to do that because i tried for years and was never really able to get it a couple of people did manage to do some medium portraits back in the day but you've got the large portraits working and and yeah it just really spices up a, a retro mod like that and we're gonna have to release that this month i've been so occupied with actually playing the games which is a good thing right of course i've yeah. been playing so many games lately so many basketball video games I've also been modding the all-time fantasy draft roster for NBA 2K19. I, I really, really want to release that roster and the NBA Live 96 all-time teams roster with you this month. And Pep, who I believe is the winner of March Modness a couple times, um, was talking to me on the Discord, and he was really hoping that you know more people participated in the NLSC March Modness event. And I'll just just to kind of encourage our listeners again, um, you know, if you do win this, if you do, you know, enter mods into this competition, you can win a free copy of NBA 2K24. Yeah, well, why not? It's uh, it's free to enter uh, if you're making the mods anyway. Uh, put that hashtag in the uh, in the description. Put March Modness in the description as you upload. Uh, check out the post on, in the forum for full terms and conditions. But yeah, a free copy of the standard edition of NBA 2K24 PC can be yours. And I you know, of course, I've been doing some uh, articles as well related to modding this month, Derek, and they will continue. I uh, talked about enjoying your own mods in this week's, or I suppose last week's Monday tip-off, uh, where going back and playing these games and dusting off some mods, including some that I've made and uh, of course, playing that game of 2K10 with the forthcoming work in progress update is, is just so rewarding. And that's why we, uh, why we make mods, to enhance our gaming experience. And when you can enjoy your own work, uh, so much the better. Before we go on, a reminder that the NLSC podcast comes out every week on the NLSC, mb-live.com, as well as our YouTube channel. We're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other podcast apps. If you're listening on any of those apps, we'd greatly appreciate a review. To keep up with the show and everything we're doing with basketball gaming in general, connect with us on social media. On Twitter and Facebook, we are The NLSC. We also have an Instagram, NLSC Basketball. And on YouTube, we're youtube.com slash NBA Live Series Center. Once again, visit us at nba-live.com, where in addition to the podcast, you'll also find all of our original content, as well as our forum and modding community. So before we get to the community responses related to that mailbag question, basically I asked the community in celebration of March Modness, what are your favorite mods of all time? I think we got about six or seven replies. I only posted it yesterday, um, but we got some really good replies. Um, some of our favorite mods were mentioned as well. Um, but before we get to those responses, let's talk about our favorite mods of all time and i'm going to let you kick this off and maybe we can go back and forth and and let the community know what some of our favorites are sure i mean those original nlsc roster updates for live 95 and 96 pc that's what inspired me to get into modding when i finally got online in august of 1997 and got on alta vista not not google alta vista as i've said before and was searching for NBA Live 96 content and found that and it just blew my mind that this is what we could do. And I found the editors as well that uh, Tim Lutz and Brian had, had made and it just inspired me. And obviously I'm still inspired to this day. But that was that, that first big roster package mod and it had the current rosters and it had a few retro rosters in there before. You know, the, this is a concept that is much older than uh, some of the roster packs that we see these days. Although, of course, they've come 
uh, such a long way. Uh, and of course, the NBA Live uh, 2003 Street Mod back in the day was one of the first big projects in our community that was really exciting. So uh, th- those are some of the first that come to mind for me. But, but how about you? So we revisited many of the 90s NBA Live mods related to champs roster, all-time teams, and etc. We've never had a bad experience. They're always fun. Those games are still fun overall. Sure, they're simple, you know, in the controls department and whatnot, in in the animations department. But as far as just like back and forth action and whatnot, those games are still fun, you know, gameplay wise. Um, So, yeah, I definitely understand the draw to those 90s live games, you know, for gameplay and for the mods. I have to start off with the UBR for NBA 2K14 because that is what got me back into pc basketball gaming it got me to trade my xbox one at the time for a gaming pc it had me so excited that i had this super old laptop hanging around and i wanted so badly to put the ubr on the big screen that i hooked this laptop up to my tv and low resolution, like it wasn't really good quality. The game didn't work that great on this laptop, etc. Just so I could, you know, use Charles Barkley, right? Just so I could use the 91, 92 Celtics, etc. And play it on like a 50 inch screen. And this was so exciting for me and, and both of my brothers because we had never seen a mod like this before. We had never seen so many retro single season rosters, rosters that were so complete, you know, like portraits for the 10th, 11th, 12th guy on the bench, cyber faces for the 10th, 11th, 12th guy on the bench, all the art being right, all of that stuff. We were floored by it. And I like I, that is the mod that got me obsessed with modding <laughs> like and pc basketball gaming and i've never looked back um the the first mod i ever saw for nba 2k14 that got me super pumped and you probably remember this because it was advertised on the nlsc you did a post about it it was the kareem and julius irving mod right like it was just it was just those two and i was like wait a minute how did they get these guys in the game how do they look so great right and then after that i discovered the full UBR. And I was just like, all right, it's over. Like, <laughs> I'm going to be obsessed with this and I'm going to get into modding myself. So NBA 2K14 UBR. And then obviously I learned about the URB for NBA 2K13. And I'm like, wait a minute. So they did this for one of my other favorite NBA 2Ks of all time, because we were obsessed with NBA 2K13 in my house. Right. Great game. Th- that's the Alonzo. Alonzo G was a legend on that <laughs> game. We created so many video game legends on that. And um, we were constantly doing fantasy drafts on that game. We played that game right up until the first day that NBA 2K14 was released. Like we were playing it throughout the entire game cycle Same. all the time. Yeah. And so I, I, I'm like, the URB, this is ridiculous. So now. That a greatness that I saw from the UBR and NBA 2K14, I can have single seasons going back to 84, 85 on this amazing basketball game that I loved. 
So that got me even more into modding. And then I was like, wait a minute, they also did the UBR for 2K12, and that was obviously the original UBR. So I installed that, and I'm like, we love this game too. So I had 2K12, 2K13, and 2K14 UBR and URB, and I'm just like, it can't get any better than this. I just want to shout out, you know, for the URB, it's obviously uh, Sco Adam and Slim, the primary people who like, you know, the major faces of the mod, right? But there are so many people that do work on the UBR and the URB outside of Sco Adam and Hawk and yeah, whatnot. Obviously. There yeah. it, yeah, you know, there's a, the, the Monzi for Cyber Faces, just ridiculous. Uh, Pep. I believe he has a lot of work in those mods. There are so many people that make those big mods happen. And without the people that do the artwork, without the people that do the Dornas, the courts, the jerseys, the logos, the extra things with the crowd, you know, whether they're holding something up or not, um, you know, all the, all the cyber faces just without those people doing that artwork, those mods don't exist, right? Those roster mods do not exist um so shout out to the teams of the urb and ubr because just the work you guys have done is just miraculous it's amazing oh absolutely and such landmark releases i'd suggest that they've have got a lot of people to buy older games or back in the day when the games were still fresh to to double dip i've said it before that there were quite a few people around the time of uh, 2k12 when the original uh, ubr came out that were playing on console and said, oh, I've got to double dip on PC. I've got to play this mod. Can we get this on, on console? No, we can't. Well, fine. I'll, I can see a cheap copy of uh, the PC version available. I'll pick that up and I'll, I'll play with a mod. So, yeah, it definitely brought a lot of people to uh, to the community and to uh, to the hobby of modding. 100%. So you're up. What's next? I mean, are we, are we allowed to talk about our own mods as well? Or Oh, no, of course. I oh. mean, I'm going to be bringing up my um, NBA 2K17 mod, so yeah, go for it. I mean, if, if that's the case, then uh, obviously my 95-96 mods for both uh, Live 2001 and Live 2004. Uh, the 2004 one I've updated a few times over the years. I want to do the same with 2001, as I've said it before. That uh, I mean, I love the 96 season for obvious reasons. I, I know you're a fan of uh, that era in the NBA as well. And uh, bringing that to uh, to... It's funny because even by that time, I was feeling nostalgic. I, I wasn't even close to 30 yet. Obviously, in fact, when Live 2001 came out, I wasn't even 20. So I was still nostalgic for that time, though, because, you know, I was still adjusting to the new NBA and not having Michael Jordan and, and the Bulls absolutely sucking at that time. So uh, bringing back the glory days of the uh, the mid-90s with that mod was very special and being able to get a few... Finally being able to get a few art updates in there as well because previous mods, as you know, didn't have all of the art updates. I mean, we love those Champs and Legends rosters for Live 98 and 99, but they uh, it is possible to create art for them. But back in the day, you couldn't really make those big art updates, those big uh, total conversion mods, because dial-up, right? You know, you either had to make a, a hundred download, smaller downloads or a, a big download that would you even be able to host it on Yahoo Josities? Probably not, or Angel Fire or Tripod or wherever. So getting it uploaded and with bandwidth restrictions and size restrictions on the uh, on the hosting and everything, it was much much more difficult to say nothing of how long it would take to upload and download in the first place. So being able to get a few art updates in there, I'd love to do a, 
like a director's cut, if you will, a, re, a remake or re enhanced version of that uh, mod and include some art updates that are now available there in the archives. I'd love to do that, but still it was great to see that come together. 2004 was a, a bigger undertaking. By then we had the custom art in full effect. We had all the faces, all the jerseys. Uh, Murat Badger has also uh, given me some updates for that in recent years where I've been able to do an enhanced version of that and uh, updated to final season rosters as well. 2004 is such a fantastic game, so playing that with 1996 season rosters, Derek, is a blast. And how great does it feel to release a mod like that? Oh, Especially, yeah. I would say, I mean, it's great today because you can, you know, have a little bit more reach than you did, obviously, in the 90s, right? Um, there's so many different social media platforms. Um, you can get the word out quicker and everything. But how great was it back then to release a mod like that? and just have the community appreciate it the way they did oh it's so satisfying in fact i hadn't really played that many games with it funnily enough because by the time it came out live 2005 was right around the corner so i was moving on to that so sometimes you don't even get to really enjoy the fruits of your labor depending on how long it took and how late in the game's life cycle that you were able to put that mod out so being able to go back and play with that now as a retro gaming experience is, is just really special but back in the day when i got that first release out there yeah, that was uh, so satisfying, so gratifying. And uh, yeah, as you say, the, the kind words from the community after all that hard work and the uh, you're able to share that with the people that helps you put the mod together with the art and everything. Yeah, it's great. So for me, um, I actually started modding on NBA Live 98. That was my first um, modding experience with DB Commander and, and whatnot. But let's get back to NBA 2K for me because that's, you know, that's really what got me back into PC gaming and, and PC modding, and it was full steam ahead at that point. I already talked about the great NBA 2K10 mods, so I don't need to bring those up again, the 0203, 96, 97, and 91, 92 mods. So the next one that I want to bring up as one of my favorite, and I know that many of our listeners probably played this mod and absolutely fell in love with it, the 91, 92 single season mod for NBA 2K11. Some of the best cyber faces ever made in basketball video games are part of that mod. Go in and look at that David Robinson. Go look at some of those players in that mod. It looks unbelievable. Again, this is still kind of the infancy of NBA 2K's modding. It was only their third PC release ever. And um, I'm just, I can't believe the art in that mod. I, the, the game just plays so well. They did a really good job with the signatures. The attention to detail is some of the best in modding history so nba 2k 11 91 92 mod is right up there for me and you, you bring up it being the infancy of 2k modding and it wasn't until very late in the cycle kind of close to 2k 12 coming out that we had redditor 2 so it was even more difficult to make some of those mods before we had redditor 2 and uh and you know shout out to vlad for all the great work he's done there and those editors for both redditor 2 and red mc for 2k 13 2k 14 are completely free these days and fully functional so if you want to get into some retro modding they're, they're right there <laughs> just go and grab them but yeah it was just so impressive what they did with that mod and uh and it's a shame that we didn't have a uh, like a ubr or urb type uh mod for 2k11 but it's just a case of again having the, the right tools coming out just a little bit too late for that 
Yeah, and they could go back and do something like that. Oh, sure. But um, it's really hard to get a big team together for a game that came out 12 years ago. Definitely. So 12, 13 years ago. Um, so before I throw it back over to you, I'll, because you brought up your mods, um, so my NBA 2K17 classic teams roster, fantasy draft roster, and all-time teams roster, I released those three big projects um, on the NLSC. Uh, so when NBA 2K17 came out, because my brother and I talk about this, he, my brother was at work. He lived with me, but he was at work. And I put on the game for the first time, and I texted him after playing it for, I think I played up one half. I was using the Knicks, so with Mello. I played one half. I texted him, and I said, Nick, they fixed everything. I was so happy with the out-of-the-box gameplay on NBA 2K17, I thought just the, the animations were smooth. The animation transitions overall were smooth. I thought like the foot planning was tight. I loved going to the lane. I just love the animations around the hoop, the posterizing dunks shooting. We've talked about it before. I think it's the best in 2K history. And so I loved the shooting, um, getting steals, poke steals and whatnot, you know, whether they were holding the ball um, or they had it on the floor. It, both were rewarding. I liked the blocks because they didn't feel canned. Like overall, I was like, 2K17, I'm going to spend a ton of time on this game and I'm going to mod the hell out of this game. So um, we started these projects early on in the release. Um, the fantasy draft roster, I want to say we started working on that like in the first month of the game and um you know the, obviously as time goes on you learn how to do more things we learned how to do stuff in cheat engine um we learned how to obviously put logos in the game portraits you know we got the blender plugin so we could start working on cyber faces and body model edits and fix some of those terrible skinny players that were in the game um and whatnot that terrible like skinny body type that they gave to like steph curry um nobody looks like that in real life not even chet holmgren it's just ridiculously skinny so i you know learning how to fix that stuff and then it was just full it's almost like a full-time job modding this game so ultimate classic teams roster i think at this point we've added roughly 50 new classic teams to the game and we filled the default classic teams the all-time fantasy draft roster we have added uh, well over a hundred players that were not in the default roster to that draft roster. All those players have portraits in the roster that was released to the community as well. And then the all-time teams roster, obviously a ton of missing players that aren't in the default game, or they were only in my team or and whatnot are in that roster. So we, up until this day, how long has 2K17 been out? Since 2016, yeah. Six years, so yeah. almost seven years. Yeah. We still play it. We still play it. We still play those mods. Um, we've been playing them for six plus years and they never get old. The game is good. The mods are good. Um, and so obviously NBA 2K17, even though they were rosters that, you know, I and my brother Nick primarily worked on. And we did have some help from the community with some cyber faces. Um, Peace Man Not was essential during the early process of the mods, you know, as far as like teaching us how to use Cheat Engine. Um, and he did some things for us in Cheat Engine, etc. Um, so thank you to all those who also helped out on those rosters. But those, those rosters gave us, have they've given us thousands and thousands of hours of fun. 
And that's what running does. It extends the fun of a game. It, it can fix issues. It, it adds brand new experiences. But it just adds so much more fun, especially to a game that you already enjoy. And, and it goes back to what we've said so many times, because it really is true, that you mod a game that you'd like to play, ideally. Because that means you can enjoy that mod, and it's a, it's a, it encourages you to finish that mod. So that that is the way to go. Oh, no, 100%. So um, before we get to the community's responses, did you have another mod or two? that are some of your favorite i, I do uh, you know I, I talked about the uh, removing the pop-up from freestyle superstars obviously that's a, a recent triumph if that doesn't sound too uh, egotistical but i also created a uh, a fix back in the day for uh or just a few, a few years ago i suppose or actually probably even going on 10 years ago because i remember talking about it on the podcast with uh with just ming so it has to be closer to 10 years now but uh you know in live uh, 2005 through 08 on pc how you uh, when you hide the uh, hide the instant replay controls in, in instant replay obviously that it still has that uh, little box down in the corner and when you hit the screenshot button it it takes a screenshot with that uh, control still in place as opposed to early games that got rid of it you remember that yeah yeah i do so i came up with a fix for that and basically i, I realized that the the mouse over texture the, the hover image when you hover over that hide the panel button is itself a texture so i imported a blank texture over that so that when you click on it and can remain hovered over that box it is completely transparent as well so you can take clean screenshots again just a little hack little workaround when you go into the files and see how it all works out and you can come up with a fix like that very satisfying but i'll throw out one that i know that we both enjoy derek that nba jam 2k22 hack slash mod for nba jam tournament edition how awesome is that see those mods are just so underrated like the nba jam tournament edition one the nba street volume two um legends mod like those mods don't get enough attention in my opinion obviously they are you know in the other basketball game section of the nlsc forum um you do main posts about them so like post to the main site you talk about them on social media but there are still not enough eyes on those great mods for these classics like nba street volume 2 and nba jam tournament edition are arguably two of the greatest arcade style basketball games ever I know people say NBA Street, well, it's street, but it's still like arcade style. Exactly. You know, you're jumping, you know, 20 feet above the rim. So it's a similar idea. But yeah, I think those mods are incredible. You and I had a blast using Steph Curry and Clay Thompson on NBA Jam Tournament Edition. Had a one hell of a game, a triple overtime game that we ended up winning. Um, but yeah, I don't think those those mods get enough credit. They definitely don't, and I'd, I'd love to shine more of a spotlight on them. Uh, we did allude to a, a big modding project that's uh, forthcoming. I did connect with that person. Uh, still keeping their identity and the project under wraps. We are, are going to get them on the podcast. I talked to them about that. You talked to them about that. Uh, so that's going to be really great when that comes out to uh, talk to them Andrew, in depth about Andrew that. reached out to me. Yeah, Andrew reached out to me immediately after, and he goes, you weren't kidding. Yeah. Because I was talking it up and kind of like telling him, like, you're going to be blown away by this. Yeah, I, I promised I wouldn't spoil the uh, the surprise. Uh, that will be coming uh, fairly soon, and we will get the, that person on from the community uh, onto the podcast to talk about that, and uh, that's going to be a lot of fun, and I know people are really going to enjoy that. And uh, yeah, I, I was blown away, but that's, uh, that's a non-live or 2K modding project. And yeah, again, those projects need uh, more attention because yes, a lot of the, the mods in our community over the years have been live or 2K oriented, but... No, there's there's a lot of great work for other games as well, and I, I love to see it. And just uh, yeah, mods are awesome. That's why we that's, that's why we do much modness. Exactly. 
so before we get to the community's response, I had a couple more I wanted to bring up. So I love that you're bringing up mods that are not like big roster projects, right? Mm. Because the smaller mods, um, the ones that might not take up as much time overall, the, those sometimes can make such a big difference. And I'm going to use an example. I don't know who created this mod. I'd have to go back and check. But there's mods that were created for NBA 2K14 and 2K13 called no icon mods. And what it does is it removes the icons, like the circle underneath your player. It it removes, like if it says they have a three on their name or something like that, like it removes all of that stuff around your players. So it looks more like a real broadcast, right? And a lot of people love that, including my brother and I, like if we're playing against each other, um, we don't like having icons, uh, we we want it to be like as much like a realistic broadcast as we possibly can. Plus, it can telegraph your moves as well. Right, exactly, exactly, right. So, um, the the cool thing is, is when you're playing against each other and there's no icons, I sometimes can't tell who he's using, so he can like step into the passing lane unexpectedly, right? Like you'd be able to like in real life. I shouldn't be able to just like try to exploit him all the time, right? Just because he's you know I can see like a circle underneath his player, so like. No icons mods, stuff like that, you know, dunk meter removal, um, the, the freestyle superstar remove, um, pop-up removal, all of that stuff is so awesome. And I want to give a shout out to people like Sticky Fingers and Bongo who do scoreboards. And I think before them it was Eric's or Xrix. I can't remember what his name yes, exactly yes. was on the NLSC forum. But those people that are making these ESPN, TNT, NBC Fox Sports, CSN, all TSN, all of these different scoreboards for the games, like the accurate ones from real life, it is unbelievable the immersion that that adds to the experience. And when you see me post highlights on Twitter, you'll often see me using like one of those scoreboards that Sticky Bongo or Xtrix made, and it's like a, like a '90s TNT one or early '90s you know NBC one or early 2000s ESPN or TNT, and Oftentimes, the comment is related to the scoreboard. It's like, I love that TNT presentation. I love that retro presentation. And that's because of those people that do that work. And there are so many modders out there that do things like small things, like if a player doesn't have an afro anymore and they wear their hair shorter, they do a mod with the player. So his hair is shorter. So it's like he was for that season or in real life at that point. And that's important. Authenticity, right? yeah. Like likeness updates for authenticity, and Sticky Fingers does that stuff. Um, Calvin Chan was really great at that stuff. He was working on the NBA 2K19 roster project, all of that. Those people in the community, people like Pap who does jerseys, um, like those people. Um, I think Caillou Mods, Caillou Two Mods. He does jerseys for the Elite Street League and whatnot, and he releases other ones on the NLC. Those guys just make it happen right um so shout out to all of you we can't go we can't go into the next segment without mentioning the nba 2k19 single season retro mods andrew so for sure those i have spent countless hours on those so far i'm obviously part of that project too as well i've done a bunch of face conversions and made some cyber faces for it and everything but still though the work that he's done sticky fingers who's done work for that mod calvin chan uh hornets on fire uh my God, culture. Uh, so lady culture. Um, there are so many peace man, not did work on it. There are so many great modders as part of that project. And I think that those rosters, those retro rosters are some of the best in 
modding history and, and like video game modding history. I think they're just absolutely amazing. Um, Incredible detail. So, I mean, look at the fun you're having with uh, Stildo, who, of course, heads I up those projects. Over, yeah, yeah you, you never know we were playing a mod, right? That's right. From all those highlights, you're like, this is just, it, it's better than what 2K puts out. Right. Like we've seen the my NBA eras rosters and there's a lot of inaccuracies there. There's a lot of things that they weren't able to put into the game from a permissions perspective, but also this like overall, like the likenesses for the players are often off. The signatures are off the, you know, the badges are off. They don't play right, etc. But yeah, the NBA 2K19 single season rosters made by the community blow the, the my NBA era's rosters array, and I'm not shy in saying that. I truly believe that. Um, so, so what you're saying so, is that Stildo didn't make Terrell Brandon five foot one. Stildo did not do that. Oh, and, no. he, th- and he thinks he's going to uh, beat me in the tournament. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think uh, Stildo is going to be cocky no matter what he plays. If if let's put it this way, if you had played a game for two thousand hours and he had never picked it up before, he would still be trash talking. Oh, I, I, just, I, I, I admire that. that. Respect that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then obviously, um, Sticky Fingers will appreciate me bringing this up. NBA Two K Sixteen, my fantasy draft roster. I am pretty proud of that actually. And he's been playing that. I don't know if he's still playing it, but he he got all the way through the All Star break, playing every game. And he was sharing highlights of it and everything. So yeah, I love that he was using my um, all time fantasy draft roster for two K sixteen. And I'll also give a shout out just to end here uh, from the ones that come to mind for me: the uh, Supreme Update Mod Sum O Seven for NBA Live O Seven. That was uh, Jao Ming and P Dub and uh, Big Hort. And, uh, and Conrad, who now works for uh, Sports Logos, if you've seen uh, Conrad Burry, uh, you might have seen his work. Uh, he was on the team at the time and uh, made that uh, for the Summer 7 uh, that was released through the NLSC, uh, just overhauling the aesthetics of Live 07 as well as updating the rosters. And they even did things, Derek, like they changed the selection logo, the team selection logos so that it was a whole, it was every logo, every team had every logo for all the other teams. But when you switch to them, their logo was highlighted so it it was kind of another workaround to make it look like it changed the selection screen so that's a very cool effect that they did and it's little things like that that i really appreciate in mods that uh, and i may not have explained that very well but uh basically making it look like it you were selecting from a, a screen of logos kind of like the uh, nba starting five two thousand five's uh, team selection screen finding a way to emulate that with the way they were handling the uh, team logo textures so just a, a really cool cool mod and the, the rosters were great and and just basically any detail they could think of to uh, improve the aesthetic and, and gameplay as much as they could for Live 07 PC, which is not one of my favorite releases, but a fantastic mod for that. So, uh, yeah, shout out to those guys. Well, that reminds me of the amazing work by guys like Hookup Guy and Luya for the newer 2Ks. There was a mod, and I think they worked in tandem on this. I know that I, I think I saw them both promote it, but for NBA 2K23, where they made the pc version team select screen you know with the 3d players and whatnot match what it was on next gen like how did they do that it looks exactly like it does on next gen it looks unbelievable that can be considered little to some people but it adds so much to the experience and it also makes people who are on pc who wish they had that next gen experience right um be able to have some of it in the PC version of the game. The lighting there, updates. You know, we had that there for was, yeah. yeah, in the edit player. Like, there was a mod that was released in the community where they made the edit player screen, you know, with the player more zoomed out like it is on NextGen. They made it so the PC version matches the NextGen version. And you can even, they even made it so you could cycle 
through the players that you're editing in the edit player view like next gen so that's a mod like that's not in the default pc version of the game so that type of work and we can't talk not like we can't like talk about modding and not bring up luya because or Limnono, because those two have created so many amazing tools Absolutely, for the community yeah. that have allowed them and greg k waste for the nba 2k explorer right and whatnot um those guys made it happen for the community and without them who knows where modding would be but yeah it's it's that's it's stuff like that just that it's it's amazing brilliant minds creativity technical know-how and uh, just that passion for modding is why we've had such a special modding community for over uh, over 25 years now yep exactly um so let's get to the community's responses i know that there's a couple mods that they brought up that we did not bring up and it's not that we don't love those mods and love the work just so um, many <laughs> but if we yeah but if we had brought up every mod that we loved um and appreciated in the community this this, this show would go for five hours i was gonna say it could be a five-hour show absolutely but uh, let's tip things off with uh Nate Star Show, the Live One legend, one of the Live One legends, of course, says any mod that adds more teams or new camera angles is a good mod in my book. And yes, of course, adding new teams is fantastic and overhauling the game into a foreign league mod or a uh, college mod is fantastic as well. But camera angle mods, camera mods, I know you're a big fan of them too. And we've, we've played on a couple of them, which really enhance that broadcast view. Yeah, we, we actually uploaded a video to the NLSC YouTube of a broadcast camera um, gameplay from nba live 2005 for the pc and the first comment on that video was this camera view is just too perfect and it really changes the look and feel of these games um nba live 2004 you and i played that broadcast mod with me hosting and the instead of that you know super high up overhead view that you get with press it's a more realistic lower to the court broadcast camera and it just looks awesome on nba live 2004 and that's the standard for us in my household like we always use that camera view now it's difficult not to play in it once you've uh, once you've got that sometimes i mean i love revisiting games vanilla but sometimes it's tough Oh, no, no, it definitely is. Um, I appreciate the default camera views in the video games because I always think about what like the developers were thinking. Well, in the case for NBA Live 06 for the Xbox 360, I don't think they were thinking. Um, but <laughs> Not hard enough, no. It's, it, yeah. Um, I think sometimes camera views, uh, you know, options are related to frame rate. Like if, if it's lower to the court and it shows more of the crowd, um, is it going to impact the frame rate negatively you know are they going to have to put more detail into the crowd are they going to have to animate the crowd and how is that going to impact the frame rate right so like i think that there's reasons for some camera views that we love to be missing from certain games but luckily we have the modding community to uh fix that i wonder if we could make a classic cam for live 06 pc because the camera file is editable obviously i would love that I would be using it all the time. Might have to give that a shot. Next up, we have the other Live 2001 legend, Roger. Uh, Roger Ward says, uh, I used to use a roster in 2K19 that was almost fully updated rosters from the 0102 season. Nate and I created mods for Live 2001, including a full 2004 roster, as well as the 08 Conference Finals teams and 1516 Cavs Warriors. I've seen them uh, share some of those uh, custom rosters uh, on, uh, on their Instagram and YouTube, obviously. And, and yeah, again, even if it's just a makeshift roster and 
if you're still using some outdated art assets and whatnot, which you can't update on console, but just putting together a minimalist project or even putting together something much bigger, uh, even if it's missing a few details, if the, the core experience is there and the plays are there and the ratings are good, still a lot of fun to play with. 100%. I love the way they mod. And the reason is, is because they don't care about using external assets, right? They don't care about creating their own assets for the game. Um, you know, they don't care about going on Getty images and finding portraits for the players and making sure they're perfectly cut out. They don't go, um, you know, looking for a perfectly accurate court for that season. What matters to them is that the players are as close to accurate as possible, that the players that are on the teams belong on the teams if they're doing like a single season and whatnot and that the game is still fun and they hit on all those points with those rosters but i love that form of modding because it doesn't require a pc or skills in photoshop or blender or paint.net right like it doesn't require you to spend like this ungodly amount of time making sure that every detail is accurate it's getting the players together using the game's assets putting them on the teams that you want them on and hitting the hardwood so no i love that type of modern and the official 2k 77 uh, account says uh, you already know and yes they are talking about their uh, the 2k 77 mod for uh, which 2k is that again is that 2K22? I believe 2K21? that came out. Well, I, I think that came out for 2K21. And the reason why I didn't get too much into that mod is because I wasn't fond of the video game. Yes. Right? Like we talked about it. Like we, if we want to really, if we really enjoy a video game, we will seek out all of these mods and we'll play them a ton. But if we particularly are not that fond of a game or we want to play many other games more, than that one um more than likely we're not going to be downloading a bunch of mods for it um i saw all the updates that were going through for it on the nlsc thread and i saw it advertised on twitter i believe that it's like basically a complete mod of like the night the 76 77 nba season and obviously 76 77 is post um it's post merger so that's you know julius irving with the 76ers and whatnot so yeah, I think that from what I've seen, that mod is incredible. Between the art, the cyber faces, all of that stuff, I believe that they were able to get rid of the three-point line, if I remember right, in screenshots, and they were able to make it so the shots counted as two points. Wow. Um, Again, they were, you know, beyond the three-point distance. You know. Right, exactly. So, um, yeah, for, as far as I can tell, the attention to detail on that mod is incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to you. And, uh, yeah, obviously making that mod and uh, really enjoying it. Next up, we have SI, SI underscore O2 underscore, says the ultimate retro roster for 2K20 by Thundershack. Right, and I didn't bring up this roster only because I didn't really enjoy 2K20 that much. Like, I put it down um, quite early in that game cycle. I think that what he did with that roster is very reminiscent of the UBR because he's been doing single seasons now. Um, he did like an ultimate base type roster, which is very similar to the UBR and then what I did on NBA 2K17. Um, but he added different teams than what we had in those rosters. And I think he did a great job on those with accuracy and everything. And the community really appreciates him. So I don't know if you've you know gone into that thread or how often you've gone into that thread on the NLSC. Oh, yeah. But, yeah so the appreciation is unreal 
from the community. They're talking about how great the, the mod is, how accurate it is, um, you know, talking about how they don't want to switch to another 2K because of these mods. Um, the fact that he's stuck with it, the fact that he continues to update it um, even several years after the game was the new release and whatnot is incredibly impressive. And I think the community needs more people like Thunder Shack because what he does is he sticks with a game that he loves and he doesn't bail on projects. He continues to update his work. And I think just what it does is it creates, you know, thousands of hours of fun for each community member who downloads those rosters and likes that game. So yeah, we need more Thunder Shacks in the community. I agree. And it's great to see that support for, uh, for any modding project. And that's what you want. You want to see the community rallying around a, a great release like that and really enjoying it. Because that is, again, why, why we make these mods to uh, to enjoy and enhance the enjoyment of the, the games. Speaking of Thundershack, says, pretty much a no-brainer for me. 2K12 and 2K14 UBRs by Hawk23 and Company. NBA 2K17 Ultimate Classic Teams roster by you, Derek. Uh, no question about the impact those mods had on the community. I've also had a blast on my personal 2K20 mod the last three years, as we just talked about. Such a fantastic mod. And, and yes, uh, you know, the UCTR is a, an awesome mod as well. Obviously, uh, you and I have connected and played that. I have also played it uh, by myself as well. In fact, Derek, the uh, Friday Five this uh, past week, the uh, Five Ways 2K modding is better than uh, back in the day with NBA Live. You may notice that the last point in that does use a screenshot from your roster. Yeah, I appreciated that. And I appreciate Thundershack for shouting me out there. Um, and he is right. NBA 2K12, 2K14, the UBR for those games. Y- you can't talk about 2K modding without mentioning those mods. So uh, let's talk about uh, Mod Envy, if you will, for a second, with uh, Sweet Jones underscore OTF. Big perk, of course. Shout out to you as always. Uh, without having the mods, we'd have to say seeing them. TNT and ESPN layouts is amazing to see. So yeah, if you're playing on console, there's a little bit of mod envy sometimes, but those are some fantastic presentation mods, as we said. Yeah, that's why I brought up the scoreboards earlier, the, the Sticky Fingers Bongo extra scoreboards, because um, sometimes those make the highlight. I hate to say it. Um, and that's what he's talking about. You know, when I post those highlights on Twitter of the uh, NBA 2K19, 94-95 season, what stands out? That amazing NBC scoreboard it hits you right in the face and it's so accurate and it's like you're watching a real broadcast um including and it's not just the scoreboard it's the wipes too right the transition screens exactly you know between plays between timeouts and whatnot all that adds to the immersion and um even just like the watermark like i always love the watermark that comes with the scoreboard or that you can download separately where it sits in the bottom left hand corner of the screen or up in the top left or top right. And it's like the gold TNT logo, right? Or it's the peacock for NBC. And it just adds so much to it's like, you see that, the presentation. You see that and you think they thought of everything. This modder thought of everything. And that's what's cool about it. Exactly. Next up, we have Black Arn Anderson at I underscore M underscore Cliff Dove says, I'm going with this one and show, and uh, displays the preview image of the uh, Classic Seasons mod for 2K19 that we talked about, Studio 33 and company. Again, you're a part of that team as well. And what a fantastic collection of mods for, for 2K19. A game that I know that you were kind of, maybe not iffy about, but didn't enjoy as much as other games, but you've one of your favorites post 2K17. It's probably my favorite post 2K17. Actually, it is my favorite post 2K17. And I think what really changed the game with that one is that I really got into slider tweaks 
with it, um, trying to adjust the player speed, fix some of the skating, fix some of the suction, um, you know, make the loosen up the game and just make it more like pure basketball fun and make it more realistic on the hardwood. And because I was able to make so many adjustments that actually um, benefited the on-court action, um, we ended up really spending a lot of time with this game. And obviously now you know, like we're doing our all-time fantasy draft roster mod project because we were enjoying the game. Um, but yeah, I absolutely love those rosters. Uh, those 2K19 single season retro rosters are some of my favorite mods of all time. And finally, Juicy Shackmeat says, aside from the obvious URB and UBR, the Total Renovation Update 07 for Live 2003 and NBA Live PC Project for Live 06 will always endear to me. In my younger years, the updated rosters and graphics met my expectations, but the PA announcer shouting names of new players blew me away. And yes, the NBA Live PC project for Live 06, Derek, is the one that uh, I was working on the rosters for and uh, spearheading that project. It was, basically, we put it together because we thought that we weren't going to have a PC game, a new game on PC anymore because Live 09 had just been announced as a console exclusive. Uh, we did get 2K9 on PC, obviously, and the modding community for that began to... Uh, it, that was born and was in, in its infancy, as we've said, and that started to build up. But we were still updating uh, Live 06 PC, such a fantastic game. And yeah, we had a couple of people making uh, custom audio. So even if you go into that project, uh, Derek Rose, we called Derek Rose. So uh, yeah, some fantastic work put into that. I'd like to think I pulled my way with the rosters and so forth, continue to update that for a few years afterwards. Uh, yeah, still wish I was updating that today in, in some respects, but it's sometimes hard to justify the, the time and effort for a, such an old game. But uh you know, I, would, I never rule out doing more for 06. Uh, there are some ideas that i like to do for 06. But yes, thank you so much for appreciating that uh, live PC project because it was uh, very special at that time. Really cool to see so many people still um, enjoying these older live games. Definitely. And not only just the older live games, but the mods that were created for those games. And it's really cool to see that some people are still modding these games, you know, decades later. Um I am. I, well, I want to play that too. Anyway. Exactly. <laughs> you and I both are. Absolutely. Actually. Yes, that's, that's um, true. Yeah. So there's a, a new improvement to the UBR roster for NBA 2K14. And True Faith, I believe, is spearheading this. Uh, True Faith has done some amazing work on NBA 2K14, mostly related to gameplay videos and a gameplay thread. You remember he was doing the 95 96 season? on NBA 2K14 and he was showing all the highlights and doing all the updates, the story thread. Um, He is basically getting all of the audio IDs for the newer players into NBA 2K14. So all the missing ones. So people like Chet Holmgren, right? They will say Chet Holmgren in NBA 2K14 after this update um so the fact that they're able to do that with the already amazing ubr single season rosters you know obviously they've done a 2023 update and whatnot um it's just another great enhancement to that project it's great to see those continued innovations in the modern community and finding things that we never could do again the portraits that you're doing for live 96 is a great example too but audio updates in particular were just things we always had to kind of put up with like oh yes he's they're going to call him number 45 or number 12 or whatever but now we actually have the the audio in there for for many games or a handful of games at least it's uh, it's really cool to see and, and, and continuing to push the uh, the envelope as far as 
uh, innovating and adding new content to the game and, and finding new ways to enhance them. And yeah, we've said it before on previous shows, you've pointed out that it's a retro is in as far as gaming is going and basketball gaming and sports gaming. You look at the people that have been updating uh, Tecmo Bowl for all these years as well, and that's still very popular. So keeping an old game up to date and adding new content to it and, and sticking with a classic that is still fun to play in the modern age is uh, there's not, absolutely nothing wrong with that. We see those comments before. We've pushed back on them many times. We'll always push back on them, whether it's modding old games, playing old games, modding old games to play them. It's, it's just so awesome, and that's, that's why we're involved with it too. And they're just so accessible now, Andrew. Exactly. The emulators, the ROMs, um, the Parsec, you know, being able to connect with people from around the world and play these games. I mean, look at the game we just watched tonight on NCAA Basketball 10. Exactly. From being played. I hosted it from the New England area, so the state of New Hampshire, but I hosted it for people who live in different states in the U.S. And, you know, there's a couple people like you who are in this tournament who, you know, live on the other side of the world. Exactly. Um, so th- the fact that we can do this and everything is so accessible, I think just makes retro even more appealing, right? Because anybody with a PC can get these games and hit the ground running. And um, and then they can share those experiences. You know, in the height of social media, it's easier than ever to find these mods and find, you know, hear about these emulators and these projects and, and all of that stuff in Parsec and, you know, connect with people. So yeah, it's the perfect storm in a good way. We're talking about some things that are games and mods that are kind of old, but it never gets old. So we're going to use the word classic because that really just sums up the gaming experience and the, the mods. But, uh, but thank you to everybody who responded to the mailbag prompt this week, as you do every week so enthusiastically. And yeah, it's great to hear about the other mods that uh, the people enjoy. I love it. And just to let the modding community know, if your name wasn't mentioned on here, don't think we were like, like intentionally left you out. Um, modding has been around for a really long time. And many of the projects that we love and we mentioned on this show, we know that there are so many different people that are part of these projects. And we, we, we didn't mean to leave anybody out, but um, it would be impossible to mention everybody who's made such a positive difference with oh, mods absolutely. You know, over the years. Absolutely. And, uh, and of course, shout out to our founders, Tim Lutz and Brian, for uh, tipping things off all those years ago. Oh, no, 100%. Those mods are still fun to play. With that being said, that has brought us to the end of this week's show. As always, we thank you for tuning in and invite you to join us again next week, either on the NLSC, mb-live.com, our YouTube channel, or your podcast app of choice. In the meantime, please connect with us on social media. That's where you can get in touch with us and stay up to date with all of our content, including mods. So, Derek, go ahead and plug the handles. Yeah, you can reach me on Twitter at d for 3 g and at d for 384 I'm also on the NLSC, d for 3 and on YouTube, d for 3 And keep an eye on my YouTube channel. That's D-D-E-E, the number four, three, T-H-R-E-E. Um, because I'm going to be streaming all of the games, the full games, of the NCAA Basketball 10 Elite 8 March Madness tournament that I'm running for the NLSC. And um, yeah, there's going to be more content going up on that channel. Plenty of fun to come. And of course, don't forget to enter March Modernist for your chance to win a copy of NBA 2K24 PC. I am Andrew in the forum and Andrew NLSC on Twitter. The NLSC is on Twitter and Facebook at the NLSC. Our Instagram is NLSC Basketball. We're on YouTube at youtube.com slash NBA Live Series Center. And of course, give a look to the NLSC itself, nba-live.com, for everything we do for basketball video games. So, thank you once again for tuning in. And until next time, I'm Andrew. 
And I'm Derek. Go enjoy some mods, everyone.